What's up, guys? Brett Apley here for another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We got a big event this Saturday, UFC 261, three championship fights, Usman versus Masvidal, Shevchenko versus Andraj, and Jang versus Nami Yunus. Should be a great event. I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week from a DraftKings perspective. Before we get to that, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Great content is always coming out throughout the week. We got the Dogger Pass podcast, Paul Shaughnessy, Cody Saftik. Mad Lab's got his main event breakdown. And I, of course, am going to give you my favorite plays of the event. Also, make sure you like the video. Comment below who your favorite DraftKings play of the week is, not including the championship six. Really love to hear your thoughts. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. My favorite cash game play of the week is going to be none other than Kamara Usman at 9.4K. All right, working on cash games here. Um, you guys know the drill by now. In cash games, we got to play the best plays on the slate. And with three championship fights, I'm really looking to stack up a lot of these championship fighters. They got five rounds to work with. A lot of them have wrestling and grappling potential. And Kamara Usman is one of my favorite plays overall on the slate. I don't think it's going to be a shock, but he would be my number one cash game play on this slate, even ahead of Valentina Shevchenko. 9.4K, Usman is minus 440 to beat Jorge Masvidal. Of course, the two already fought, so we have some data um, from that matchup. And what I do think is important is that unlike Usman's fight against Gilbert Burns, unlike his fight against Colby Covington, Masvidal looked much more comfortable from a grappling perspective against Masvidal, and that showed up in the numbers, that showed up in the DraftKings score. Even though he knocked out Gilbert Burns, he only scored 104 points. Even though he knocked out Colby Covington, he scored 130 points. In a boring decision against Jorge Masvidal, Usman put up 156 DraftKings points, and that's because he landed five takedowns, he held him against the cage, that counts as control time, over 17 minutes of control. That is uh, incredibly high, 263 total strikes. So Usman just has a very high floor and ceiling in a win, even if it's boring. And another decision, which I am expecting, his inside distance line is plus 290. It's not great. Yeah, he could finish Masvidal, but I think it's probably better from a DraftKings perspective if he does not. Minus 440 is one of the biggest favorites on the entire slate. 9.4K is a big price to pay, but he just has so much gra uh, grappling upside, control upside. Significant strikes, non-significant strikes, a big favorite. What more could you ask for from Usman in a championship fight at 9.4K? He is my number one cash game play on this slate. Moving on to my tournament play of the week. Going to go down the board here to a non-championship fight. Let's roll with Brendan Allen at nine. Uh, sorry, 8.4K fighting Carl Roberson. Allen is a slight favorite at minus 155, Roberson plus 135. And what I like about this matchup and this fight and Allen specifically is that I think he has a lot of grappling upside. The problem with Allen, I mean, he's a very good submission grappler. He excels taking the fight to the ground, taking the back, choking you out. But as a lot of young fighters do, developing fighters, He's gotten away from his wrestling in recent fights, and he, you know, won by rear naked choke on the Contender Series. He defeated Kevin Holland by rear naked choke, and since then, I don't, I don't think he's 
I think he's maybe attempted one takedown in his last three fights, and ultimately it led to him getting knocked out by Sean Strickland in his last fight. Um, that is the concern here, that Allen, even though his path to victory is obviously on the mat and he knows it and he said it, he still just might not choose to wrestle, and that's frustrating, but I also don't really care because we're just looking for upside here. Allen minus 155 to win. He's plus 140 inside the distance, which is one of the better lines on the slate. And that's very likely to come from grappling. And Roberson has had defensive grappling weaknesses in the UFC. He only defends takedowns at 50%. He's coming off a submission loss in the first round to Marvin Vittori. His last loss was a submission loss in the first round to Glover Teixeira. And the loss before that was a first round submission loss to Cesar Fajera. He also got taken down four times by Wellington Termon. Maybe Allen isn't as good as Teixeira and Fajera, and maybe he doesn't submit him instantly, but I do think if Allen wins, it's very likely to come from grappling in some perspective, and that just gives him a very high ceiling and floor in a victory. And on DraftKings, Allen has won three times. He scored 102, 109, and 94 points. So he typically scores very well because of his style of fighting. At 8.4K, he may end up a bit popular. There's some other grapplers in this range I like too, but... Allen is certainly a strong tournament target that doesn't cost you 9K and above like a lot of these championships, a lot of these championship fighters. I don't think Roberson's a terrible play at 7.8K either because, you know, he could have a high ceiling if Allen doesn't choose to wrestle. But Allen is certainly my preferred play in this matchup, and I will be overweight to the field on him at 8.4K in tournaments. Next up, my salary play of the week. And I'm going to throw out a name that I honestly am not sure if people are going to be on at all or not. Na Liang is making her UFC debut against Ariane Karnalasi in the opening fight of this card. There's uh, several Chinese prospects that the UFC are bringing up, probably because Wiley Zhang is you know, in a title fight and they expect a big Chinese audience. Um, but there's not a lot of tape on a lot of these prospects, so... Liang's plus 180 to win as the underdog against Karna Lossi, and I definitely have reservations about her, but here's the thing. Let me pull up her record. Liang is 15-4 and four professionally, and she has four wins by knockout and nine wins by submission, so she only has one inside the distance, and as far as I can tell, every single one of them have come in the first round. There's a couple fights on her record that don't indicate what round it is, but every single fight on her record that is a win that shows the round is a first round finish. First round armbar, first round armbar, first round knockout, first round heel hook, first round armbar, first round knockout, first round soccer kick. And she goes after the takedowns and she's made comparisons to Ronda Rousey. I don't think she's actually a great talent, but... I, I think she has incredible upside in a victory, first of all. It could come on the ground, probably will come on the ground, and it probably will come early against Carnalossi, who is 0-1 in the UFC, has defeated, uh, lost to Angela Hill, excuse me, and seems like a better overall fighter than Liang. I think if Liang doesn't get a first-round finish, she probably has a tendency to blow up and get finished herself. So this is just a really strong, sneaky fight to target on DraftKings. But Liang is 7.6K. There's not much tape on her, and she's the underdog, and she's never fought in the UFC. So I just think people are going to be low on her for sure. There's not a ton of reasons to, tar to target her except for the speculation of upside. And there's plenty of other big names in this range, like Chris Weidman, Roberson, Oliveira, etc., who people are going to be on. So 
as a salary play. Am I confident in Liang at all? Not really. Plus 180 to win, plus 335 inside the distance. But her record shows that she typically wins inside the distance early, a lot of grappling upside, and that's what we look for on DraftKings. So I'm taking a total shot in the dark here. I think this is a good fight to target, and Liang at 7.6K is, is going to be my very sneaky uh, salary play of the week. Finally, my fade of the week. This is obviously very, very tough because there's a lot of championship fighters up in the top range and some other fighters I like. If I'm picking a fighter to fade in this 9K range, it's probably going to be another Chinese newcomer, Rong Zhu, who's 9.1K. But the problem is he has literally the best inside distance line on the entire slate. So I feel uncomfortable giving him out as a fade of the week. Dwight Grant is also in a very similar category where these fighters could win by first round knockout. They have equity for first round knockout, but that's also the only real way they're going to end up on the optimal lineup and... Even if Zhu goes out there and knocks out his opponent, uh, Kaz Vargas, in the first round and scores 110 points, Kamaru Usman might beat him at 9.4K. Shevchenko might beat him at 9.5K. So that's, that's the risk here. And those are probably some fighters that I would fade in the top range. Zhu, I just have questions as to whether he's an actual talent, and I think he might be overrated and... Obviously, this is a very strong range, so I'll, I'll be pretty light on Ju. And from a fight perspective, I'll also give out the other Chinese prospect, uh, Kilang, fighting Jeff Molina. That's a fight that I'm not going to be super high on. Molina coming from uh, Glory Fitness with James Krause, and um, I think Kilang is is potentially an adequate prospect. I just don't see as much scoring potential on that fight as a whole. And let me check the inside distance line. Um, where's that fight? Minus 110 across the board. The fight is plus 170 inside the distance. Neither fighter projects out as a great wrestler grappler. So Kilang at 8.2K and Molina at 8K, that would probably be the fight that I would fade as a whole on this UFC 261 slate. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another edition of the UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. DailyFanMMA.com has all the DraftKings breakdowns, content, projections, rankings, everything you could possibly want for this slate. I think we got 15,000 words up there right now, breaking down every fight, and a podcast will be coming out Thursday night, projections out Thursday night, rankings out on Friday. So again, if you'd like to have access to that content, dailyfanmma.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at BrettAppleyDoubleTWP. Thanks for support. Best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Good luck. Talk to you soon. Peace.